The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the plot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, another one of my oldest friends in the wrestling business is here, King Haku. Yeah, brother. Tonga from Tonga. I met him when I was working in Mexico, and he took me under his wing. Uh, we had a lot of great times there. We fought uh, the whole airport security at one point, which we'll talk about. Uh, we were in Japan together. had great times there. WCW, WWE. We traveled the world. And a lot of people would say he's the toughest man in the wrestling business. I would agree with you. Uh, I would agree with them, and I'm sure you would agree with me if uh, if you saw some of the things that I've seen from Tonga, who is the nicest guy. I call him Tonga because that's his real name. Sorry, King Haku. Uh, he's the nicest guy in the world, but when you get him rolling, man, uh, the stories for uh, decades about how tough he is and about the people that he's beaten up over the years. Uh, we don't get into that too much because we don't want to risk any lawsuits, but we're going to talk all about him. Uh, we're going to talk about growing up on the small island of Tonga, close to Samoa, and how he went from sumo to pro wrestling in Japan. He started out as a sumo wrestler in Japan and changed it to uh, pro wrestler. He's talking about tag teaming with his cousin, the Barbarian, and of course the legendary Andre the Giant, meeting uh, Tenru Genshiro, our boss uh, in wrestling and romance and how Vince McMahon ultimately found him, brought him to the WWE, and gave him the King Haku gimmick. Uh, it's a great conversation filled with some of her crazier stories together from our time in Mexico. It was great to reconnect with Tonga from Tonga. So King Haku is coming up. And so is another big Jericho Network announcement. There's another new show joining the network. I'm going to tell you all about it right after this show, right after King Haku. So stay tuned for that. I'll give you a hint. It's not a wrestling show, but it's definitely going to be something you dig. It's something that I dig a lot, and you hear a lot of it here on Talk is Jericho. So stay tuned. Talk is Jericho. Came to a very high-class hotel room in Pacific, <laughs> Florida <laughs> to meet up with one of my oldest friends in the wrestling business, uh, Haku Tonga. This is always known you, but King Haku. Uh, was one of the friendliest and uh, toughest guys in the history of the business. Do you ever hear the rumors when people tell us, talk about how tough you are? You know, I don't know, Chris. If there's anybody that, you know, is around me the old days, you know, <laughs> yeah. how it was. You know, we go crazy, especially me. And thank you to you, you know, with all those times that we were in Mexico, yeah. crazy stuff that we did in Mexico with... <laughs> You know, with the Canelo and, you know, you, Smiley, the black man. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it's now and then, you know, Chris, mm. that uh, it touched me. Mm. Because I, I never thought that, you know, my children will grow up and want to be wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So now they're on the road and hear stories, 
and then you know they come home and ask questions you know so you know those are the things that uh well you know i had to sit down and talk with them you know <laughs> it was not, nothing to be brag about it's just when you're hungry and you know have uh, family and you know uh, waiting on you the country of Tonga you know if it's making any sense or anything you know it's such a small little island that you always said yeah Tonga we we're from this little small island called Tonga <laughs> you know you always make fun of that we had fun talking yeah. about that <laughs> well both of your sons now work in Japan uh, which is where you made a big name for yourself in wrestling and in sumo. we did we yeah, did we've been yes. together yeah, yeah we were. but do, do, do your sons come home sometime and say dad you know Hattori told me the story about you <laughs> or something Did that happen sometimes yes yes yeah. a, a lot you yeah know, now that they open up mm-hmm. you know there's you know like I said to them Chris you know I'm not only your father let's put it on the side there but you know I can be also a coach I'm not going to tell you what to do but if you guys need some help you know there'll be things that I can help out but mm-hmm. you know you guys, I think they do better than I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you talk yeah. about 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 Tonga, and and Tonga is a small island close to Samoa, but it's right. even smaller. When you grew up on that island, was it kind of um, a, more of a primitive type of a thing? What's what was Tonga like when you were a kid? Yeah, Tonga was when I grew up. We just like uh, the best I can uh, said, you know, was like England. Mm. You know, with the king and the queen, we had the last Polynesian, you know, um, monarch that's still around. And at the time, they did say so. You know, it wasn't just a airhead, and you know, when I yeah, grew yeah. up. So you know, all the respect. You know, it was the king and the queen, and also their house, the children, the prince and the princess, and also we come to the nobles, and then you know you come to the workers <laughs> you know, peasants there so you know it was that's what we did you know we have to you know our uh, uh, well, what you call the the food the, mm-hmm. the best that we have while we had the, our garden and all the stuff we have to there are time that the community will get together and get the best of all everything that we have and you know, share it and give it to the king. Uh, oh, yes. okay. Yes, that's yeah. your your tithing. Yes, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like that. You know, that's what's uh, yes. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So the rumor always was, and it's funny. I just saw Barb, uh, Barbarian, uh, a few months ago somewhere, and I was reminded of the story that I'd always heard that when you and Barbarian were teenagers, that you two were like the toughest guys on Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> well, him, you know, yeah. as you see how he built and everything, you know. He was uh, that good, you know, and also a good rugby player. Yeah, mm. but uh, you know, uh, they, he was on the next village to uh, my village. You know, we're still talking about village here. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Are you guys related at all? No, okay. uh, he, no. He's from another island. You know, we have uh, probably. You know, I left uh, Chris. I left uh, what 1974. Was 152 islands. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, now is 162 islands. So it comes from somewhere yeah. <laughs> while we were away, and you know, with all the volcano and stuff like that. So you know, did you ever hear about him? Did you guys know of each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah, I I know where he lived. I know where because at the time, you know, with my 
relatives and everything with the schooling and all this stuff like that, primary school, you know, that I went to where he went to school at, mm-hmm. you know, primary school there. So uh, that's, we grew up together that way and, you know, went to high school, same high school. Was he tough back then? Very tough. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you know, he's, as a, a rugby player, my goodness, you know, it's, uh, he can run through a lot of people before they, you know, <laughs> take about, yeah, four or five people to take him down, you know. Yeah. But that's how strong he was, you know. Big mm-hmm. legs, you know, he was that strong, you know. I, I remember one time when we were uh, in, in Mexico, we were uh, on the beach or something, there was a coconut tree, and we were tr- we were going to try and drink co- uh, rum out of the coconut. Right. So you climbed up the tree just like a like a monkey, just <laughs> and you shook the tree and you had a machete and you cut the coconut down. Right. It's something you learned in uh, in Tonga. Yes, I assume? yes. You know, in the island, Chris. You know, you have to. And I remember, remember that? exactly yeah. that day. You know that we you know tried to mix it with rum. And, you know, <laughs> it didn't coconut, turn out too yeah. well. <laughs> and uh, yes, that's you know in Tonga, you grew up. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I grew up in a what the uh, the white man said grass hut, you a know, grass so, hut, yeah. but it's made out of coconut. Coconut is very important to us in the island because you know we make our hut or you know weave the uh, the, the the leaves and you know and that's how we build our our houses. The other and I grew up on a little hut like that with my mom and dad, you know, and my uh, two sisters. Right. So, you know, yeah, that was, and then you had to climb, you know, because, you know, mom and dad then, they're down there waiting for the leaves to come down. And, of course, you know, in the same time, you had to cut the coconut <laughs> down, you know, so we can eat and drink from it while we are weaving, you know, the the the, the, the leaves. leaves. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, get so would you say, Tonka, get up there and get yeah. some coconuts? Yes, yes, you get up there and, you know, cut down the leaves and get some coconuts. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. How do you climb up a, a bamboo tree like that? Well, yeah, you know, you grew up. You're just doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you see everybody doing it, so you have to, you know, and then you, there's the day that, you, of course, you try, but you can't, you know, really make it. And then you slide down and, you know, it just rips you know, your legs apart. Rip, oh, yes, you inside your legs apart, and that's part of it. That's how you learn to climb. <laughs> and then finally, you you know be able to do it like a big man. You know, you, you just run up like a monkey and run down like a monkey. <laughs> so, did you start sumo wrestling in Tonga? Or how did you end up going to Japan for that? Yeah, exactly. At the time, I was fourteen years old. The king uh, brought it, and you know. Uh, show it to us how to do it and everything. Believe it or not, you know that was something for us was a no-no, a big no-no. Because to, to be know, a sumo wrestler, no, to, oh. for the king to oh to show you to show us and teach us, you know. Yeah. So, but he, you know, he was there and you know. So you actually knew the king. Yes. Oh wow. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, in that way, yes. You know, okay. Because usually, all... usually you wouldn't know the king. The king right. would be in the palace but, somewhere. Or right. Something. But believe it or not, you know they know more of us than us. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They know where you come from. You know who is your parents? Where you know your ancestor? Because of the kings. Yeah. You okay. Know, like I said, the people they have to learn. Gotcha. To know, you know, their the people. Right, okay. So, yeah. So they would take the time to come and show the, the kids yes, how to do yes. that. Yes, and, you know, of course, with the government, 
you know, uh, schools at home then, the high school that, you know, belonged to the government was the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, the other side of it was the police and, of course, the military. You know, we have, like, 20 people, I guess we call it military. <laughs> it's your army. <laughs> that's our army, exactly. So, you know, that's how it started there. But I guess you are the head of deal with Japan. It was, you know, Tonga was the fishing. We were way back, you know, you go there with... Uh, what you call an island with a, you know, tied to a rock and you know throw it down there with <laughs> a string tied to a rock yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just put a little piece of bread there or you know one of our root stuff that you know that we eat you know and yeah. that's how we, you know, fishing those days <laughs> or just throw a, a rock, you know, because you know it was, those days were still good, you know, the the fish was. Just swimming around in front of you. There were so many like of them. Yeah. So you could just throw a rock and kill yeah, a fish? Yeah, well, you know, have the stick, the big stick, and just hit the, <laughs> the fish those days. You know? Wow. Yeah. So they had a deal, though, for... Yeah, for, with similar. Japan. And then on top of it, the, those, that company also was a big sponsor for the uh, uh, staple or the uh, pear that, you know, we call Asahiyama bear. Because that's what sumo is. They're, they have stables of like, a, is it like a coach that has a stable of right. guys? You know, like, a, uh, yeah, like exactly. A, dormitory. Okay. You know, we have our dormitory there on top of, you know, second floor. And then we have the toy hall, you know, our training you know, mm. place downstairs. You know, we have our cooking place also. And that was neat, you know. So you not only wrestle and respect the uh, seniority, very, as you know, with me and Tenryu, you know, it was always, no matter what, you know, Tenryu is my seniority, I bow and all this stuff for him re- with the respect. The same thing, you know, that's what, uh, you know, in sumo. Because you, know, you met Tenryu when he was also sumo. Yes. But he was higher up in the food chain oh, than you? Oh, way, yeah, way yeah. high up there. But, you know, I'm not bragging or anything. We were just lucky and, you know, that, you know, we grew up in Ireland that's, you know, you know, you're, you're nine years old, you're out there, you're, you know, cut the grass and, you know, with a machete and, you know, like you said, yeah. you know, climbing up the coconut tree. up in a, So, you know, the strength was there. So in the Japanese uh, thought that, you know, we'll be good because we sit on the floor, sleep on the floor just like them. Mm. So, you know, with our back, you know, uh, hips and stuff like that to throw and, you know, all those. Yeah, big legs, yeah. big ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember um, when when I first met you, it was 93 in Mexico, and there's a couple times when you always insisted on paying for, for my food if we went somewhere yeah it was the relationship of the kohai and the senpai right. i was the kohai you're yeah. the senpai and yeah. you always said i always have to pay i always have to pay that's just the way that it is yeah. something that i took with me over the years but yeah. that was the way it is if you were somebody's senpai and you had right. your young boys you would take care of them that way yes hmm. especially with sumo you know as you know sumo the pro wrestling was you know, one of uh, Ricky Tosan, mm-hmm. who started it, he was a sumo wrestler. Right. You know, number three in the rank there, Sekiwake, they brought in. So it's very, very unique in, in that way of the way they live and everything. And Tenryu-san was always, you know, look after me, you know, and that's my giving to him. You know, as you and my one of my best friends there, you know, we always together there and stuff like that. It's not because I have money. Mm-hmm. You know, I I always broke, and you know, mm-hmm. in that way. But you know, my heart 
that was what we, you know, I learned and what Tenryu always and sumo wrestlers, no matter where you met and where you see them and everything was always like that. Mm -hmm. They ha You have to take care of the kohai. You have to take care of the young one. You know, they always believe when things go around. And then, and then what would the kohai do for the senpai? The, the kohai, you know, like the... Uh, the respect there, you know, what, what they do, the cooking, the food, and stuff like that. Especially where Tenru was. Tenru is just wake up in the morning and come and train whenever he wants to, when you get to that rank. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, of course, after, you know, the uh, training, you know, two or three guys, Kohai, they're already in the kitchen to make the food. So if the, uh, the uh, Sekitori, that's what, you know, the name for called, him. Yeah. Uh, 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 live outside on his own apartment. He, he's going to eat there with everybody. But they eat first. Ah. If there are two of them or one of them or five of them, they eat together. Or he eat by himself, you know. Gotcha. Sometimes the Oyakata, you know, the master or the boss, you know, will come and join, <laughs> you know, just because we're training together and stuff like that. So, you know, that's as the... Kohai, we all sit around, and you know all they do is pass their chawang, you know, with the rice for rice and whatever. You know, we all there to serve them. Yeah, as you know, because there will be a day as we grow and you know and win the winning and everything, and you are going to become one of them, and then you know then the next generation. The cycle continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue, you know, it goes around and around. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Jericho. Sitting here with King Haku, and let's pick it back up with sumo. So what is what is the secret to, to like winning a sumo match? Techniques, you know, um, speed, you know. I only said from what I did, right. you know, because in a year, I was in the rank that it took the Japanese those days five years to get there. Wow. Yeah. So you were good. I think I, I guess so. You, <laughs> you know. have to say that you're too humble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, you I guess yeah. so. In that way, uh, mm -hmm. Chris, you know, that was. But yet, in the same time, we were encouraged also by the guys. You know, they were very nice of a, of our um, seniority. You know, mm -hmm. so because they always said, you know, when you win, when you go up there, you know, you'll be able to go home. You know, so we were fighting hard. You know, uh, to to get there. So, you know, in a year, I was up there, you know, and, you know, and the other guy was uh, named Minami no Shima, also from the same high school. We were the f first two that sent oh, okay. to Japan for sumo. Wow. Yeah. So then when did you decide to leave sumo to try wrestling? Um, it's a long story. Yeah. You know, when we were there, we were the third outsider that came in there. First was American. Uh, Hawaiian was Jesse Takamiyama at the time, and he was doing great. You know, I think he was also number three, Komosubi, you know, like Ricky Dosa. Mm -hmm. 
at the time. So, uh, and there was another guy, Chinese. He was a, a little smaller, and you know, he didn't get nowhere. And then us coming in there, you know, it was a big thing. So, you know, here we are, um, at your rank here with WWE. That's how we were with Sumo. Out, you know, before we even get to the, you know, yeah. where we should be. Okay. But because of our, because we were outsider coming into, you know, we were TV. It was like every night we were on TV. You know, did, it, did you have some notoriety? Were you kind of famous? For yes. Being, okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. What was your sumo name? Uh, Fukunoshima Hiroshi. Yeah. Okay. It's Happy Island. <laughs> yeah. We were named like you know Minami no Shima is the South Island. You know. Uh, Yashinoshima, the coconut island, <laughs> Hinodeshima, and Tomonoshima was the uh, friendly island, you know, and then Barbarian was Sachinoshima, you know, the, the lucky you know, <laughs> island or whatever, you know, that's how they, yeah, so they yeah. yeah, we're all islanders, right. yeah, yeah. So you had some fame uh, on TV, so yes, people knew yes, you at this point. You know, we were trained and hurry up, and so that's what happened, you know, when the widow. You know how it was. Sumo, even with the Japanese themselves, don't understand what is going on in there. You know, mm -hmm. but they live in that samurai style. Some, you know, women was always behind. You know what I'm saying? So as our what we call Okamisan, that's uh, our Oyakata's wife. Mm -hmm. If the Oyakata died, if the boss died, she has to sell the stable right away. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, she can't. Uh, live on it, you know, or hmm. own it. She have to sell it because you know it's the man's world, you know, yeah, the yeah. Japanese. Yeah. So that's what happened. She realized, she, I, I think, or maybe I'm wrong, that she still want to keep us, you know, or kept her also involved in that fame that we all, you know, mm -hmm. uh, making money out of and and stuff like that. And plus, right, we were going. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Barbarian was the, uh, coming up were also behind me. And, you know, they, they were, the, the stable was looking good. Mm -hmm. And he's going to, you know, they were thinking that he's going to be champions, you know, in that. Uh, Got some big prospects here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's what happened there. So tried to sell it to another one, change their mind to sell it to another guy. And, you know, by the end of it, you know, everything is. The committee or the main uh, sumo association have to move in and let her know that, you know, it, it, she can't do that. Yeah. So what happened, you know, they send one of their top guys there to Tonga and, you know, to talk to the king and everything. At the time, the king wasn't there. It was his brother was the prime minister. And basically he said, you know, whatever they want. You mm -hmm. know, of course, you know, we were young and, you know, uh, homesick. We wanted to see our parents and everything, you know. So we all changed our mind. We wanted to go, except one guy, you know, that I feel like that I owe him a lot, that he said, you know, where are we going? Mm -hmm. You know, let's stay here and give. But everybody wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. At the time, I broke my uh, angle from uh, Sumo, so you know they all left and left me there by myself <laughs> at the hospital. <laughs> so that's how the the thing it went uh, around so like that. How does that transfer to wrestling, though? So you know, of course, I still wanted to go back 
you know, after 14, I mean, as 14, I went back home like, what, 16, 17. Tried to go back to school, you know, to finish high school. At least, you know, I can get a job mm-hmm. or something there and didn't happen. And, you know, my father at the time already moved to New Zealand with my mom and, you know, the rest of the siblings there. So I tried to go back, you know, for the sumo. But they said, no, we can't. Uh, so one of our sponsor that I talked to, and he was very involved with it, that, you know, Tom, come on, you know, come to help uh, our professional wrestling. I said, sure, why not? And he was the one who went and talked to Inoki, went and talked to Baba. And then he said to me, I think Baba is better. I like Baba, the way he trained, uh, you know, guys better than Inoki. You know, of course, Inoki with the shooting thing there. <laughs> and, you know, this guy knows that the business already. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> so that's how I went back, you know, with uh, Baba, hmm. you know, yeah. And started yeah. there. We started how did, there. How did you like uh, wrestling at first? It was uh, tough, but lucky that Tenru Once was again. already there. Once again. You know, Tenru. The first day that I was in Japan, Tenru called me at the hotel. You know, of course, I never really meet him anything, but, you know, just at the Sumo Palace, Koraki, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, where we, what they call Tekeiko, uh, out, you know, uh, training, you know, because they were also close to us. It was like two minutes of a walk to their stable. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we used to go and, you know, uh, uh, wrestle them, you know, sumo. So, you know, that was about it. But that's like, it's going back to seniority. Kohai Senpai. Kohai yeah. and Senpai. Ten- so. Tenru was a great, uh, great boss to work for. I always say when we were there with WAR for, for three, four years, right. he was, it uh, seemed like a really good hearted guy. Yes. You know, you know, as, as you know, that's, that's him. Yeah. You know, he was always, you know, even here in America, when we were around at the time here in Florida, uh, for uh, working for um, uh, Eddie Graham mm-hmm. at the time and everything, you know, uh, Kabuki was here, you know, and all of, uh, you know, uh, it was, you know, I thought because of that, you know, I was, you know, they didn't pay as much, so, you know, I always run when I don't have money, you know, I went to uh, Tendru, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I found out later he didn't have it either, that was it. You know, yeah, and we were on first match or second match, <laughs> but you know, he always you know, you know had me you know money and stuff like that. When he never turned me away. Were you always uh, King Haku? Was it, or Haku? Was that always? No, you? no. Uh, they started up with Prince Tonga. Oh, Prince Tonga, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, promoted to King to King Tonga, and then you know. Of course, with Haku and you know, with WWE and. Uh, oh, is, is it Vince give you the name Haku? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was. Uh, I think when uh, Haku was and Tama with uh, Tonga Kid. Right. You know when we had that uh, Islander team there, but uh, you know it was Vince who asked. I think it was uh, Yaukea, Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the time, you know, he wanted a name for us, and uh, Curtis said, uh, "You know, try Tama and Haku." You know. Haku is, uh, or Haku, that's uh, the real pronunciation for Hawaiian, you know, it's a lay, it's supposed to be, you know, like um, uh, people up there, in, you know, like a prince or whatever okay, yeah, in yeah. the Hawaiian, you know, okay. language, you know. Uh, okay. Did, did, when you uh, first came to work for Vince, was it for him or his father? 
With oh, for Vince Senior or for Vince? no, 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 for uh, Vince, Junior. Okay, yeah, Vince, right off yeah, the bat, right? Yeah, because uh, he brought us from uh, Montreal. Ah, oh, that's where you yeah, were with uh, Dino Bravo and the Rujo. Because you yes. were, you worked everywhere before you came to WWE. Yeah, you know how the, all over the place. The, yeah, the old days. You know, we. You know, I was here twice in Florida. Work in Florida. Went from here to Oklahoma those days. You know, Tennessee. You know, they, you know, it was. How did you yeah. like going to those places? I mean, coming from the islands and then Japan, end up like in Tennessee. You know, because it's just coming from island. You know, all we have in the island is pray, singing, and all that stuff. You know, it was a great thing mm-hmm. because you see in the movie. You know, of course, my favorite is the cowboy movies. You know, John Wayne and all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Clint Eastwood and all this. <laughs> but you know, I, I really see then. You know, like Amarillo as you drove. From Amarillo to wherever we're going, that's all I could think about. You know, I'm, I'm thinking the Indians were running down, <laughs> or the cowboy will come up <laughs> and stop us. <buzzing. laughs> you know, things like that. It was it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, for coming from a little island and be able to travel around in America. You know, the greatest country in the world. You know, that was the thing. You know, opportunities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, that was the thing for us in those days. Or me. Myself, you know, I went from Amarillo to um, uh, Los Angeles, and that's when I met uh, Barbarian there. Oh. He came over, yeah. He found out that I was saw me on TV and everything, so he came over. So that's how it built up his his wonder yeah, yeah. uh, that he wanted to be a wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got into the business long before he did. Yes, yes. Ah, I see, yeah, I see. Yeah. Did you always want to end up to working for Vince in the WWF? Was that kind of a goal? Yes, uh, because, you know, when I was in Puerto Rico at the time, uh, Pedro Morales came over there. Mm-hmm. And Pedro was, you know, a good friend, you know, like you, Chris. You know, he was always there, you know, helping me out. And, you know, Tong, I think you're ready to go to... to um, uh, New York, you know, because, you know, he can talk to, I said, ah, I don't know, you know, you know, at the time, that was my first break there, really, you know, to work on top and everything was Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, I thought I wasn't ready, you know, and then, you know, of course, from there to uh, Montreal, that I was still, you know, and he keep calling me, you know, I paid to tongue, I think is, you know, you need, you, you, it's time for you to come over. Mm-hmm. You know, and I keep saying no, you know, and finally when Vince McMahon took over the whole world, <laughs> and you know that was uh, something there. You know it was nice that Dino uh, you Bravo told me, you know, Tonga, you know, you're coming with me, and the Rosos, you know, that's the deal that I guess they made. Oh, they cut a deal for you to come in. Uh, with yeah, with those other yeah, two guys, those guys, three guys, you know, yeah. yeah. I guess they sell the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Vince wanted and everything, and I was part of. You know, four of us. What was that? Like? What was it? Was it like going to the, the like the big leagues of the WWE? Did you meet Vince early on when you got there? Did you see him the first day you got to work? I, no, no. <laughs> we we went on to uh, uh, what you call Poughkeepsie uh-huh. and start doing TV and stuff like that. I don't remember exactly where I met uh, Vince for the first time, but you know, all the the old timer that you see on t- on TV, you know. Uh, we're in there, you know, and you know how it is, you know, yeah. Japanese style, you know, you always kind of stay on your own, you know, watch everything's going on, you know. Right. So, you know, that was the the thing of those days, you know, we were keep coming in 
you know, in two TV and stuff like that. But Vince brought you in to be like this crazy <laughs> Islander type guy? No, in, in the beginning, it was different. You know, it was, I, I forgot this, uh, I forgot the book of uh, George. George Scott? Scott mm-hmm. was, you know. But the the gimmick that I've been using, it was the uh, the karate gimmick, you know, the thing there. So when we came in there, um, they were bringing uh, Steamboat with the same gimmick. So they kind of pushed me, you know, around there for tag team, mm-hmm. you know. Even with uh, Steamboat, we were tag team. Even, you know, uh, just like testing around, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but it was team. And, you know, and up my career was mostly, you know, with the tag team. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. In WWE for sure, yeah. Right, with WWE. I remember when we first were hanging out, I was asking, you know, like, I was like, so, like, what's it like when you're in the WWE? And you're like, oh, it's okay. And I was like, so, like, do you do they buy your costumes for you or do you have to buy them yourself? And you were like, you asked too many questions. Stop asking so many questions. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, you were, like, the first guy that I ever met that had yeah. worked in WWE at, at such a high level. Right. So I, I just was, wanted to know, like, how does right. it work? What do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like a mark, you know? after yeah. three years of being in the business but I just didn't know any better you know well, that's why you know Meg is, is so good because you want to know you know and you always and that's something about you Chris you always wanted you know yeah. it, I always watch you you know you always even you know that I try to do that you know learning from you with my with my boys hmm. when you go somewhere try to learn you know the culture and and eat every food that you know yeah. that was you experience you know experience it you know yeah. and you know when we were in mexico you were basically you know run on your own do your things you know what i'm saying and <laughs> then you know like japan you you were always you know you tried to learn the language you tried to you know to speak the the mm-hmm. you know the language there and you know and and work with them you know yeah, the, yeah. the style and everything you know yeah there was Something about you that I always remember that. You know? I remember we used to. I remember two specific times when we went out uh, and had some drinks, and the one time was in Mexico City, and we got into Negro Casas brought us some mezcal, uh-huh. which is like really strong tequila. Right. And I think uh, you're like, oh, you have to like I, because you were the the senpai, right. you, know, you have to drink. So I would drink. Like, all right, Tonga says drink, so I drank, and I got. Uh, really 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 drunk and then you came and knocked on my door about an hour later at 6 a.m yeah. so we go do aerobics yeah, oh this? at the gym, gym. <laughs> so then i went and did the 6 a.m aerobics class you sat in the corner and watched me do it like, keep going keep going I, I, just booze just streaming out of my pores do more i'm like do you do it i'm here why don't you do it right <laughs> <laughs> that happened? Yeah, yeah I remember that the little gym right down the street. Yeah, right down the street. Yeah, went, yeah to uh, aerobic with the. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a great place. It was the Plaza Madrid, the hotel. Yes, and we all lived in in that hotel. Yes, like you mentioned, like Magic and yeah. Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie, yeah, it was just a great. The whole girl lived there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when, when you're off all those times, you got nothing to do but go drink and get some, drunk. Yeah, me drink, and yeah. uh, Java, we, we always downstairs, you know, drinking and listening to the the guitar players. There. Yeah, the mariachi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was always like, the, there was always other other foreign guys. 
guys yes. that were there all the time that weren't wrestlers. Yeah. Like, you remember, there was, for some reason, I remember there was a guy called Gene. He was right. a Texas guy named Gene. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> they were coming, uh, you know, with their business, you know, yeah. trading, whatever. Yeah, yes. We'd always I see them. That. Yeah. How, how did you end up, like, you were working in WWE? Did you get, <laughs> did you get let go for the first, your first time there? Or did you leave? Or how did that work? Yes. It, it went to that point that I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to leave, you know, for a while and mm-hmm. come back, you know. Uh, and Vince agreed with it, but Vince said, Tonga, you know, wait, you know, I'll let you know when you when you leave and, you know, and, you know, after a year, I was still there, you know. Whatever Vince was thinking, you know, I didn't think that way, you know what I'm saying? Probably he wants me to stay and, you know, mm-hmm. he'll change me around maybe or whatever it needs to be. But, you know, in my mind, maybe it's better for me to go, you know, go back to Japan and then, you know, come back a year later, two years later, you know, and, you know, see maybe it will be different then, mm-hmm. you know, push, me, you know. Yeah, sure. Or something from there. But, uh, um Finally, Tenru came through to talk with Vince, you know, about using, you know, WWE. Yeah, using WWE you know, guys, yeah. You know, uh, the guys there. So, you know, that's when, you know, Vince said to me, you know, Tonga, probably, you know, this is a good thing here to call with Tenru and then come back later. Mm. Yeah. So, you know. Did you have a good relationship with Vince? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love the family. You know, that's something that... Uh, Yes, always um, talk with them, you know. Even now, when I show up, you know, with the WrestleMania, I get to see them, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, his wife and, you know, um, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, yeah. yeah. And uh, Triple H there, even uh, Shane, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw him last WrestleMania there, you know. Out of nowhere, you know, he came out and, you know, grabbed me and said, I said, where were you, you know. It was nice yeah. you know, to see him because I haven't seen him in a long time, you know. And I have to tell you, the old days, how Vince started him, you know, he wants him to carry the ring everywhere, and you know, it was a big step for him to be the referee, and you know, <laughs> and you know, that is something also that I take, you know. And the guy that I work for today, David Moss, you know, I, you know, his son graduated from high school, and you know, he said, you know, what are we going to do? I said, you know, let's do it like, you know. Vince McMahon did with Shane, put him in different uh, departments, let him learn all these things because you know I'm sure one day he's going you're going to be the owner and he's going to be the son there, so mm-hmm. he can learn all this. Yeah, when right. people complain, when you know people, are, you know he knows he's been there and yes. learned that department. You know, yeah, learn so. all aspects of the business. Yes. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Jericho. When you worked with um, for a while, I think as with Andre the Giant as his tag team yes. partner, right? Yes. Yeah. What was what was that? Uh, the, the idea behind that was he getting older at that point in time, or yes, 
I believe he was uh, getting older at the time there, and you know he broke his ankle also, and it was it wasn't healed good, you know, and that's when you you saw him the way he walks and everything like that. But um, out of nowhere, you know, again they put me with him, and Chris, there was the only you know I found out a few years back that uh, there was the only time for us that we both uh, tag team champion for WWE. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, him, he never was a champion, I guess. Uh, you know, and there was, you know, with the tag team. It was great. You know how, it, you know, Tenru, going from Tenru to, to the Giant, it was something like that, you know. Mm. But, Chris, you know how we, we used to get drunk, <laughs> you know. It, there was the payback. Yeah. It was this time, it was me and him. <laughs> What I used to do to you, he did it to me. Uh, yeah, it was. He, he used to laugh at me when I, you know, when we go after wrestling and have something to eat and start drinking. Yeah, of course, you know, he thinks that you as I was as big as he is. So you know, one beer, one beer. <laughs> I drink one beer. You drink one beer. You know, that's how it. Yeah, yeah. End up, you know, like my goodness. <laughs> The point that I, uh, maybe 12 beers or 20 beers that I can drink, he was still drinking. I said, boss, I'm going to bed. <laughs> of course, I had to look for the door. <laughs> when did I come in? Would, would he let you go? Yeah. Well, yeah, then he was nicer yeah. than you were to me. <laughs> no, no, wait, no. <laughs> Another one I remember was we, we were in, uh, in, uh, in Acapulco. We always had fun in Acapulco. Yes. At a Denny's. Must have been later on from the coconut night. Right. And uh, you, had, you had us drink fire uh, cucarachas. Right. Jimmy cucarachas? Yes, yes. Flaming cucarachas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you made me drink those. And to this day, I still can't drink hot alcohol. And then I remember just holding your hand walking down the street back to the hotel like you were my father and I was like three right. years old like yes. holding your hand like, like don't let me go because I'm going to get lost and disappear into the <laughs> night for good <laughs> and remember that night that I was almost run over by a big up truck <laughs> and you pushed me over to the media there you know that's how otherwise you know Bobby the you know, those damn Mexican, you know, who run over me on a pickup truck, you know. <laughs> well, you I saved think, my life on that, you know. I think I there think, goes the senpai. <laughs> I bet you if the truck would have hit you, it just would have broke the like you wouldn't I even don't move. I know about that, but thank you. <laughs> hitting a tree. At least we're still sitting here and I just remembered one of the greatest stories ever in the airport in Mexico. Do you remember this? Yeah. I forgot about that until right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll tell it from my end yes. and you tell me from yours. So I was going to, once again, Acapulco, and uh, I was, I was, my uh, traffic was bad. So I got to the airport late and I was trying to make the flight. And when I went right. through the security, the guys were messing with me a bit. Yes. Because, you know, they could do the Mexican guys would right. mess with the foreigners. And they found I was a champion at the time. They found my, my belt. Right. And then they started looking at the toothpaste. What is this? And what right. is that? Like, listen, I got five minutes to make this flight. Right. Can I go or not? And they were getting on my nerves so bad, and I was getting so pissed off that somebody put their hand on me. I turned around and pushed the person, and it was a female security guard. Right. And then everything started breaking down. I get surrounded by these guys, and a guy, I believe, they even pulled out a gun. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I hear this, Hey! <laughs> and I look, and here comes the cavalry. You come running down the down the the. the now, what, do you remember? What did you see from yeah. your end? Well, 
you know, you were already, you were ahead of me mm-hmm. because we were going this, you know, in the same plane yeah. and everything. But like you said, took you separate were rushing. taxis yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I was coming in from the ticket counter, so you know, I heard you know all this commotion is going around there. So as I ran in there, I heard your voice, you know, and I saw all this. Police look like, you know, they were, you know, surrounding you. That's when I run in there, you know. And <laughs> and we stopped pushing around those cards and everything. And, you know, we were going at, you know, and I never forget that. My goodness. You know, Chris, the thing was, I mean, we were, we were ready to beat the. Yeah, we were surrounded you know, by so, those. Yeah, yeah all these by the cops, yeah. Girl, yeah, and then the cops came in. Mm, oh, yeah. And then the cops. The know, real stopped, cops. Right. Yeah. Pulling guns on us and everything, you know. And that's when, out of nowhere, do you remember that? Out of nowhere, this, that I call today still an angel. Mm -hmm. This lady, out of nowhere, came in. I don't know what in the world that she was telling them or whatever is... And, you know, everything gunned down and everything, and they pull us to an office. She she spoke perfect English. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and she came because... Yeah, because you're right. The first was I was surrounded by the airport security. Then you came, then the real cops came with the guns. Right. Then she came and kind of calmed them down and spoke perfect English. Right. I don't know if she worked for the airport or what it was. Right. But, yeah, then they stuck us in a room. Right. Right? Yeah. So I remember you and me just sitting in this room like, God, man, thanks for helping me. (laughs) What the hell? What what just happened? And we sat there for an hour, two hours. This is like, there's no cell phones then. You look at your watch. We're just sitting there then finally a guy opened the door and came in and he was like the uh, general manager of the airport and i remember him saying like listen everything's good but i think it's in your best interest to uh to uh tip the uh airport security for their hassle <laughs> aka give us some money and we'll let you out right, right. <laughs> I remember the two of us, how much you got i got Hundred pesos. I got two. wait. I got another fifty cents here, and we pulled together like four hundred pesos or some just horrible little little sum. Right. The, the guy took it and uh, and, and left. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember all the way there, but you know because I was so pissed off. Yeah, you know when they you and I saw what they were doing. You know, they, one you know was grabbing the the bell, holding the belt, and you know, every, you know making you a know, joke of it, yeah. making joke of it, and yeah. There was, you know, but I remember that lady, you know, that there was our savior there. Yeah, you know? you're right. And yeah. then, but it was like the longest day ever because then we actually, so we caught the last flight right. to Acapulco. Yes. And we got there and uh, we had to take, to, to make the flight, I think we had to buy first class tickets because yes. there was the only two that were left. Yeah. And in Mexico, it's like an extra right. hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. So we make it to the show. It was a sold-out show, and it was you and me, and I remember Negro Casas was in there, and it was, like, super hot and sweaty. So we went in there and uh, had the match, and you were really ramped up. Like, you were still pissed off. And we won the match, and I remember you raised my hand, and yeah. I to like three weeks later, my hand, my shoulder was still killing you. are like, Ugh! oh, go on. Oh. <laughs> so then we go back into the dressing room, and then the promoter is going to come to give us the money for the tickets. Except for he's not going to pay us for the tickets because we flew first class. Right. And we said, no, you're going to pay for him because we got to the show. We right. saved the show. Yes. None of us wanted to get arrested. Right. But, you know, it's an extra hundred and whatever bucks. Right. Pay us the money. He wouldn't pay the money. So you went to you went to find him. Do you remember this? Um, you, you flipped out. Like, you will pay us the money. And he was upstairs in this little room. Yes. And you threw open the door. Like, it was locked. And you, like, 
pulled open the door and started yelling at this guy who's hiding behind his desk. You're like, you're going to pass the money. You owe us the money. And you started talking like half Tongan and maybe some <laughs> Japanese got thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> Magic was there too, so yeah, he ended up paying us the money. But you ripped his door off the the hinge, and the poor guy was like, "Okay, see you, I'm so sorry." <laughs> Just uh, like the wild west of Mexico, right. you know how things yeah. were there. Those days, Chris. You know, my God, I'm thank God that we're still alive. The way we, you know, and even my, especially myself, you know, it seems like you had to fight for, you know, for your money in, yeah. in Mexico. You know, it seems like you always, you know, and you know, thank God we didn't got shot or you know what I'm saying easily oh, could they, have yeah did you get in any fights at all with any of the guys in Mexico or did they because in Mexico sometimes the guys were a little salty I'm talking about the guys in the ring where they right. wouldn't want to sell for you or had a little bit of an attitude did you ever get yeah, that yeah yeah that, that was I think with uh, the other company that they came in for CMLL mm -hmm. and we wrestled against them I, I forgot was the it guy. Minez or was it Kanak maybe Kanak yeah. Kanak and uh, you know and Connect was just going, you know, I mean, beating up everybody, you know, he won't sell for nobody, you know, and I had a little thing with him. But Ghost Collis, you know, as I was, you know, I, you know, I just didn't sell, you know, I just go at it, you know, yeah. you know, trying to fight him. You shoot back if you have to, yeah. You know. And then, you know, Dos Collis, you know, I guess he looked at Dos Collis in the same time, you know, hey, pick this up or whatever it is, you know. And, you know, those guys tell me, amigo, take it easy, amigo. You know, this is work, amigo, you know. But, you know, in the same time, it was like I was protecting CMLL. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is my company. Yeah. This is the company that I work for. That's the company you work for, you know. We are bigger than you. you yeah, know what I'm yeah. So, Still had that pride. Yeah, that yeah. stupid pride. <laughs> <laughs> that is yes, that was the only thing there. But mostly, you know, was with the uh, the promoters. I mm. always run around, run after the promoter, you know, trying to get my money. You know? <laughs> but it was never. We worked for Paco Alonso, who yes. was like the Vince of Mexico. Paco yeah. was never the problem. No. It was when you go to these outskirt towns, either right. they would pay you individually or pay for your trans. Right. That's what we were collecting yes. in these different cities that we would right. go to. Yeah, Paco was always good to us. Yeah, you know, and it was. But, you know, it was the other promoters, you know, mm. independents, that they, you know, away from CMLL. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I, I heard, you know, even with the guys there, what's his name from uh, um, Canada also, from Toronto? Uh, Vampiro? Vampiro. Yeah. Vampiro always said to me, Tonga, you better get your money. Because those son of a bitches, you know, they won't give it to you. You know, you have to really yeah. make them, you know, pay you. Otherwise, you know, they'll, you know, they'll try to disappeared or mm -hmm. you know get your money first before you know you go into the ring or something like that you know was it hard or different to go from WWE which is you know big time arenas and Wrestlemania and then go to Mexico where it's third world in a lot of cases yeah you know me Chris WWF was the same as Mexico to me was same as Japan you know they all in the same level mm -hmm. but you're right of course you know WWF was the place Everybody's dream to be in WWF. You know, I was just being wrestling. It was my thing. And, you know, wherever I'm going to make the money to send to my parents and send back home, you know, that's where I'm going. You know, there was, I didn't put any class, mm -hmm. you know, you're number one, you're number two. You know, there's something we all understand normally 
hey, WWF is number one. Yeah. But, you know, to me it was, you know, it's a job, it's a job. Right. You know, that was for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I look at, you know, in that way. If probably if I was concentrate <laughs> you know, in wrestling alone, you know, I would make more money. And, you know, and, and instead of being stupid, you know, fighting everybody and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And having a, a few drinks here and there, you know, will be nice, you know. But, did you ever get in fights, like, um, if you went out with the boys on the street? Like, you know, did you ever get in fights with, like, sometimes pe- like like just people in a bar or something like that? Were you fighting those type of guys sometimes, too? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to give you a good one with, uh, you know, uh, in WWF, WCW, uh, with uh, Arn Anderson. You know, we were, you know, <laughs> the... We share room, we <laughs> travel together, and all this stuff. That's a, a brother there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I remember one time we were in, uh, first time I think I was in um, Memphis. I work in Nashville, but I never went to, to Memphis, you know. But with WWE now, I believe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, F then. So we went to a bar, and as we walk in there, it was me and him, they stopped us, you know that we can't go in there, I, I guess because something that he was, the bouncer was telling me, you know, and Arn said to me, can you believe that? So I felt like, you know, Arn, go ahead and go. Bobby is me. I'm the color one here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so as Arn said, Tonga, no, 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 we're going in. You know, Arn, you know, being, you know, called here the manager. You know, the bouncer giving says, you know. So I have to put the tongue and death grip on him <laughs> and lay him down there. The manager? No, the uh, the bouncer. Oh, the bouncer. <laughs> and then we went in and have a drink in there. All of a sudden, here comes, <laughs> yeah, I guess he got up, you know, whatever happened there. All of a sudden, there were five of them came in there. You know, I'm sitting there and hold a purse of this girl was a fan, you know, that, you know. She wanted to dance, so I'm holding the purse there, you know, sitting at the stool bar, you know. Can you imagine? And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, here comes the five guys there. You know, Arn turned around and said, Tonga, look out, you know. <laughs> Turn around, here comes the five guys that <laughs> start to beat me up there. You know, of course, you know, I had to get up and fight them, you know. As I was fighting them, you know, the, they called the police. You uh-huh. know? So, you know, I had to walk all over them. And grab uh, Arn and said, you know, Arn, you're driving. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that was, you know, something that, and, you know, a lot of stupid things that I've did, you know, poor Arn. Yeah. You know, but, you know, like Arn always said, Tonga, I don't know. You're not the handsome, most handsome guy in the world or the best looking body in the world. Something about you that, you know, everybody don't like you the way you look. <laughs> Every time we go to a bar to have a couple drink, relaxing, nobody, you know, somebody don't like you. You know, so I said, come on now. You know, I am the most handsome guy in the world. <laughs> but, you know, that was uh, the, the things there, you know, the same thing with, you know, you and me there, Chris. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, it's, what's, you know, when you're on the road away from home and, you know, like you said, spending all this time away and, 
you gotta have a couple drinks and release some steam sometimes man you know i mean that's just the way it goes i remember one time uh we were walking downtown in japan maybe it was rapungi or something we walked past a big window like a picture glass window yeah and someone said oh that's the uh that's the window that haku bought because i guess you had thrown <laughs> thrown somebody through the window at some point and had to pay for it Yes, <laughs> I think that was my guarantee for that tour. Went to, <laughs> went to that window, yeah. My goodness, because uh, you know we laugh about it now, yeah. you know. But you know it was. <laughs> yes. Did uh, you did you enjoy um, uh, when you when they had you be Ming the WCW character for you? Yes. Mm. Thank you for asking. I think that was my best. You know, really yeah, interesting part of my career that you know, um, more like they, you know, with all everything they were doing there, I felt like they let me out of the uh, of the gate, mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yes, I enjoy that very much. Yeah, yeah, the main game. So why do you say it was your your best work of your career? Because of um, the thing that they did with me. Oh, the, the little push that they have for me there. It was a whole new repackaging, too. Right. Your hair was wild right, right. and just yes. it was a different type and of And I have the Hakama. Yeah. The Hakama that I, you know, thought maybe there would be something that I, you know, changed to, like you said, you know. Yes. Mm. There was something there that I, you know, feel like there was me, you mm. know. I don't know if it was good or bad, but, you know, I felt like, you know, with all the things that they put me into, you know, and also with Goldberg, you know, you know, there was something there that I... Did you work with him as a program? With yes. Goldberg? Oh. Okay. Um, the program, that one night thing, it was one night thing. Okay. They were trying to beat you guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, with WWE, you know, how we go... Uh, yeah, it was the, the, uh, the, the Monday Raw, Night Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those were the things that... But, you know, that's when nowadays that I look back at the business there... You know, there was something there that I wish that they changed. You know, they shouldn't go on with it. But I, hey, they they were my bosses and everything. What did they What did they do that you didn't like? Um, they beat me when I I got to uh, um, with Goldberg. But I would say something there because Hogan and them were outside. You know the ring while you know, keep throwing us. You know lumberjack, lumberjack match. match. Yeah, lumberjack match. You know. At the end there, you know, with, I think, will be more heat and leave me to come back with with uh, Goldberg some other time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That when uh, Goldberg go to cover me there, that I wish that uh, Hogan came in and saved me, you know, with the, you know, chair or something. With yeah. the chair and hit him and get more heat, you know, all of them come in there and beat him up and everything and save me for later on. Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of building me up the whole night through and then beat me right there. Yes, you know so what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, exactly. And that was the only thing ever in my career that I look back at uh, you know, today and then said, well, if they, you know, maybe were. Because why? Goldberg, keep, they, after that match, I think we had another five, six matches. Hmm. Me and Goldberg, and he keep beating me. Mm -hmm. You know all these matches here, but because he rather work with me of that, you know, um, MMA style that he, sure. he, he likes. Believable style. Yeah, you know, believable style yeah. there, that he, you know, and all this, 
and also the commercial that we did, you know, with the thing there, he wanted me to, you know, to do the, com uh, the commercial with him, you know. Well, a commercial so. for a, a game or something, or a commercial um, for... It was <laughs> for pizza. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was... <laughs> and that was the uh, yeah uh, that some of that year I don't remember exactly Chris the, mm -hmm. the, that year but it was some of that year even my children were enjoying it you know they were <laughs> on vacation with their mother in um, Seattle somewhere there you know they they called me and said Dad you on the you know on the commercial here in <laughs> Seattle you know so you know that was the thing that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah I think at the time Goldberg was doing the streak and beating everybody but right. there were certain guys that they could have done a nice long thing right. with you guys yeah because it was like I said you were very believable in that role right as a, as yeah. a tough tough the Steiners guy. you know even you know with the Steiner did you know there was sure you know so I remember we had a great match uh, it was you and Barb versus me and Eddie uh, yeah. in San Francisco or something yeah, like this. It was yeah. one of my favorite WCW matches. I yeah. still remember it to this day, even though I don't think I've seen it since. Just thinking about it, I think, man, that was right. a great match, you know? Yeah, how about, the, you know, you're good with your iPhone and all that, whatever is going on in the world mm -hmm. today, Chris, you know. Me, I'm just catching up. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, I hit something on the iPhone that, you know, and pop up that, you know, the other day, it was a match between me and Jumbo Chuluda against Perfect and Ricky Martel. Wow. Yeah, I think it was, you know, WWF and... In I'm Japan? Sure, yeah, in yeah. Japan. I'm not sure if it was, you know, New Japan. I mean, All Japan or Tenryu. Yeah, maybe, maybe remember you guys did also SWS, which is yeah. when Tenryu broke away and brought in all the WWF guys. Oh, okay. I bet you that's what that's it was right. from, yeah. Then I remember the match... You know, I don't even remember the match. Yeah. But, you know, because I, I look at Jumbo, that was the thing there. You know, I was with Jumbo. So, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. Bobby was still think, all Japan. Yeah, all Japan. Yeah. Maybe the SWS thing. But right. I, I, we, another one we worked, it was in Japan one time. It was a single match. And I'll never another one of my favorite matches that we'll never be able to see because I don't think anybody filmed it. It was just yeah. on a normal show. But you made people believe that I could beat you. And right. I was really just starting yeah. and i remember the, the i think your finish was a powerbomb but you gave me one and i kicked out of it right and the people just went nuts and then you picked me up and gave me another one i yeah. used that exact finish a couple years ago with cm punk for his finishing move uh, hit me with it i'll kick out then pick me up and give me one more i was like i did this yeah. thing with haku once but it was very well done the way you put it together uh -huh. so that people thought i could beat you well you thank know. you yeah i appreciate you know getting to the age now that i you know <laughs> And of course, being far, far behind the technology, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are you know. Uh, I always and I thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always said, you know, to everybody, they are all these years that we were together, and I always believed that you know that was my family mm -hmm. away from my family. It was you. You know, Eddie Guerrero mm -hmm. and all, you know, yeah. the black man. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about black I magic. I remember the one that, that, were you there? When? We went and um, 
Bowl. Halcyon Bowling? Yeah, Halcyon Bowling. <laughs> we had this great idea that uh, we would drink, or some guys took some Halcyons, which were the sleeping pills at the time, and take, let's take some Halcyons and go bowling right. and see what happens. Right. And I remember you, and I'm probably in my mind's eye not remembering it properly, but I do remember your overhand throwing a ball right. down the court. Right. And I, don't, I could say you got a strike, but you probably missed completely, but you just overhand. People, go grab a bowling ball and try and throw it overhand like a baseball down the <laughs> yeah. damn court. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his name from uh, Portland? Art Bar. Art Bar. Yeah. Remember Art Bar threw the, the ball and he went with the ball together like a Tom and Jerry uh, thing there. <laughs> My goodness, he went level with the ball and he came down hard. <laughs> he couldn't get his fingers out of the bowling right, ball, so right. he just went down together yeah, all the same way. Together with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, uh, did, do you miss wrestling at all? Wow, Chris, not yet. Not yet. I haven't missed the, the wrestling yet. Mm-hmm. But just, again, you know, it's like you said about, you know, what do I think about going from WWE to Mexico? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, just still, you know, get to see you and all the boys here and there, you know. I still feel like we're together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, no. No, I haven't missed wrestling yet. Yeah. Because it's always there, you know. Uh, with you guys, you know, I know. Uh, thinking sometimes I'm driving from home to work. I think about you, what we did. Like we just mm-hmm. talk about, you know, Japan. You know, things like that, you know. Yeah. In the same time, you know. Saying my prayer, thanking God, you know, for all the things that I'm still alive and have the, my family there. And, you know, those are like going in to sign autographs and stuff like that. I know money is important, but, you know, more important to me to see you guys. You mm-hmm. know, that's why I was, you know, you're in the corner there on your own room. I come in to say hello. It's that. it's like we were uh, you hear about like old war buddies <clears throat> getting together after twenty years and you see each other and it's like nothing has changed it's like no time has gone by whatsoever right. it's just completely clicked and you're just no issues or uncomfortable just right off the bat hey what's right. going on yes, blah 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 yes. that's the because no one will ever know what it was like for us right. being in those trenches of of wrestling yes you know yes very true last question for you if you had to choose one match or, or maybe a couple matches that stand out in your mind as your favorite that you ever had what would what would you say oh my goodness ah what would i it's a very good question, but I I never think of you know all the matches you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. There, there, you know, you got me <laughs> because you know I, I I can't bring it up now. Well, who who were some guys that you always enjoyed working with? Again, yeah, I always enjoy working with all of you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever, uh, however the uh, schedule for that, you know. That was my job, mm. you know, to go against you or Eddie, you know, and all that. You know, there was part of it, you know, that I always enjoy everybody. Yeah. You know, even when everybody thinks that I'm nobody, you know, I still enjoy them. You mm-hmm. know, hey, you know, it's 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 the family. We're working together here. You know, I put you over. He put me over. Mm-hmm. You know, every everything here that we work together to keep our business going. That was something for me that I always, you know, 
Uh, like the old days, they said, you know, if you can do it in the ring, make sure you can do it outside the ring. You know, how <laughs> you, we protect the business. Yeah. So, you know, those the the things there that was always to me, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody, that uh, I don't know, mm. really, I can't answer you. Uh, Just so many yeah. great memories and great yeah. opponents. Yeah, and, yeah. with everybody. Yeah. Because to me, even today, Chris, this moment is my moment with you mm-hmm. again. It's very important to me. Mm-hmm. From my heart, you know, it's very important to see you, very important to talk with you about, you know, these things. And, you know, when I leave here, you know, whoever is next, my wife maybe, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So every match to me was very important because of that moment. You know, as I always said to, uh, to our employee, you know, good morning. I mean it. You know, it's a great morning because, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, I can get out there. And I have eighteen wheeler run over me, and there was, you know, what I'm saying, at least I, I die with a big smile. <laughs> but that's, yeah. yeah, you know, that's actually a really good answer. You live yeah. in the moment of every match was yes. was a good one yeah. because you were doing what you love to do with with your friends, right? right. You know, and yeah. I'll say this too, and, and and you might not know this, but everybody knows you, and even the people that don't know you, but everybody that's ever met you, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about you. You're one of those few guys in this business that, like, oh, this mother, this guy. <laughs> Everybody always talks about how much they they love uh, Tonga. Thank and, you, and Haku. So I appreciate that's it. your legacy in the business. So. Thank you. Thank, I appreciate th- it. Thank you, yeah. Senpai. <laughs> Thank you, Kohai. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to King Haku, one of my oldest friends in the business. Uh, super polite, so much fun to talk to, and uh, great to. Uh, he's got an infectious laugh and infectious smile. But boy, what a bear of a man! I'll tell you what, one of the toughest guys I've ever met in this business or any other. But thanks to King Haku. And while I'm rolling out the thank yous, big one, of course, to all of you for supporting this podcast and the tremendous sponsors who make it all possible. DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to get 30% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDP Yoga-related merch. Then there's the Books. Go to books.com. Use my promo code Jericho. Save 20% off your auditor, B-O-U-Q-S.com. And go to Little Caesars. Get the Smokehouse Pizza for just 9 bucks for a limited time only. And don't forget, all of the great shows on the Jericho Network. Most importantly, the Raven Effect, killing it on the Jericho Network. He had Mr. Skin on the show this week. What an interesting guest. Mr. Skin runs the MrSkin.com website, which documents nudity in film. You basically give Mr. Skin an actress his name. He'll tell you what movie she appears in naked, what exactly she's showing. And yes, they debate the best nude scene of all time. I know what my guess was. And my guess was actually uh, the, 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 the one that, that was uh, picked as the greatest nude scene of all time. What do you think the greatest naked scene is in the, any movie that you've seen? Hit me up on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho and tell me your favorite nude scene in any movie you've ever seen check it out and go listen to The Raven Effect to hear uh, the answer from Mr. Skin the expert and don't just check out The Raven Effect uh, go uh, uh, subscribe to it on iTunes leave uh, five star ratings and reviews do the same for Team Tiger Awesome so that you never miss Team Tiger Awesome's hilarious take hilarious shows hilarious fake news like this this is the news with Team Tiger Awesome After almost 100 years of being the world's most dangerous game, hunting people for sport has been dethroned. Congratulations, Bazooka Juggling, long known as the second most dangerous game on claiming that top spot. In music news, another 30-something-year-old man was disappointed today when he realized his favorite band from childhood was actually never that good. The publicist for The Spin Doctors did not respond to our request for comment. And now, a look at the markets. 
The black market is still illegal. The bull market is one thing, while the bear market seems to be something else. Market 8, dude, is down two points from ten, and I'm pretty sure I'm not hip enough to go to my local farmer's market anymore. This has been the news with Team Tiger Awesome. For more, tune in to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network right here on Podcast One. Oh, yeah, I love it. Hit that subscribe button so you get the Team Tiger Awesome show delivered straight to your phone every Sunday morning. And do it for Talk is Jericho as well. I want to get up to 2,000 comments. That's the goal. People, I know you can help me out there. It'll be a huge help to this show with advertisers and getting more great guests. So hit the comment section on iTunes. Let me know what you're digging and who you want to hear on this show. And guess what? The Jericho Network is welcoming another new podcast to the lineup. It's Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Mitch is a noted rock journalist. He's uh, interviewed pretty much everybody in rock and roll, and he's bringing his amazing music interview show to the Jericho Network. His first episode debuts on Monday, and he's got the elusive Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Andy Summers of the Police is going to be there. He knows everybody. He gets great stories out of all of his guests. He knows all the tidbits, all the the behind-the-scenes hoopla. He is Mitch LaFon, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, starting on the Jericho Network this Monday night. Okay, He's going to be up and running on Monday don't forget Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Check it out. And don't forget, too, to check out the Blood Divisions album. It comes out on Friday. Uh, I, uh, it's a side project of mine that I put together with the uh, all-stars of the Florida death metal scene of the 80s. Guys from Obituary, Six Feet Under, Nasty Savage, uh, Dark Angel, uh, Morbid Angel. And we're doing, actually, we're doing a lot of fun stuff. We're doing a UFO cover, uh, Hot and Ready. We're doing a Scorpions cover, Top of the Bill. Doing a couple of old Nasty Savage songs reworked, some new material. It's Blood Divisions. The record is called Cardinal One on Metal Blade Records. It is out uh, on Friday, uh, so you got to check it out. It's out today, right now, right here. Go check it out on iTunes, uh, and you can pick it up and check that out. Hot and Ready is a great tune, so uh, you might want to check that out. So thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And next Wednesday starts WrestleMania week. That's right, WrestleMania week. I've got two uh, huge guests uh, figuratively and literally as they're both massive human beings and they're both going to be in Wrestlemania on Wednesday I got Big Cass is going to be here huge 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 guy how you doing how you doing we got a couple of haters over here Cass will be on by himself on Wednesday and on Friday one of the most controversial figures and in one of the main events of Wrestlemania you guys have been asking for him you want him you got him Roman Reigns be here on Friday. We'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, uh, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. Have a great weekend. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.